it's time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Good morning and happy Friday, everybody. Ooh, my voice is squeaky and loud. It typically is, but it's a little more than usual. Good morning. It is such a cold but beautiful fall day here in Ohio. And I have in studio with me Michael Ramsey. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. So Michael is one of my BFFs, (laughs) such a good friend. And I was trying to figure it out. How long have we even known each other? That's a good question. I don't track time real well. I know. I know. know. Why did I just open (laughs) up that wormhole, right? We are not good people to ask about time here Uh, because we live in the present moment. And let's just say we don't like to go into our mental field if we don't have to and try and (laughs) process that kind of logical timeline information. So, uh, Michael, we um, met because Michael is, and I'm just going to say, and I think he's only been in studio once before, but uh, Michael Ramsey is one of the most unbelievable healers that I know. And I say this because how he works, and it's not work, it's play, how he plays in the unseen world is magnificent and I'll go personal for a moment um, I don't know a year or so after I met you um, my son was at an age where he could still have potential bedwetting problems where it wouldn't be anything severe like a doctor would want to medicate but um, it was making my son nervous at that time and he started having some anxieties over it and so um, I took my two sons um, and we went and uh, played with Michael in one of Michael's amazing healing sessions mm-hmm. and uh, and we brought McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> yes I remember that right the little ones sitting behind a screen like, <laughs> eating McDonald's and making just the funniest noises and uh, and Michael's working with my oldest, and um, and gosh, wasn't it, you were just cracking up? Do you remember this session? <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, working with kids is a blast. How often do you go to work with kids? Not enough. Oh, Not yeah. Enough. So uh, so he's just playing. You know, he's got certain things that he does, and and I'm sure you're you don't have anything scripted. Any of your sessions, you just are blank slate. Yes. You want to just talk a little bit, so I'm not putting words in your mouth. So when you yeah. start a session with somebody, well, every session is really organic, so it's very different. So two people can come to me and have a session, and they can afterwards talk about it, and it could almost sound like they went to see two different uh, two different people. Because well, because <laughs> <laughs> every session is very unique and very organic, and how it flows. Yeah, and you have so many. You have studied from so many different. Um, uh, doctrine, yeah. if we call it doctrine, uh, processes, energetic processes. You've studied a lot of science. You've studied a lot of the metaphysical, esoteric. Um, but the interesting thing about Michael and why him and I get together so well is because uh, he is pushing the envelope. He is here to create something that's never been created before. Mm. And so he plays with so many of these different um, schools of thought and he'll play with them for as long as he needs to play with that that 
practice, that methodology, until he gets what he needs, and then he just rolls into whatever the next discovery is. So Michael's here to create something that has never been created before, played with before here on this earth plane, and that's why he's so phenomenal to Thank watch, you. to work with. So let's just, long story short, he, uh, uh, he helped my son align to a centering point, a uh, origin point within himself that he's after that. I think he had one accident after that that was, he even caught it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, I think we had discovered that he wanted to sleep. He didn't want to get up yeah. was his whole thing. Yeah. It was <laughs> and it was interesting because he, I remember asking him, are you willing to get up out of bed and go to the bathroom? And he goes, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> And so we checked energetically and it was, he wouldn't be willing for a year to mm. be able to have a different pattern or strategy. And then so I said, you guys can't see Michael right now, but he's, he's right now energetically tapping into this, into the field around him. His hands go. So everybody who wants to see how Michael works, you're going to have to go to the YouTube later and look at the video because it's amazing. And I, I I'll do yeah. it the whole time too. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Okay. So, yeah, yes. so it was fascinating to go out and we tracked it out. And so it was about a year in the future that he would be willing to try a different strategy get up and go to the bathroom when you need to. And so we move that energy forward to the present saying, can we integrate that now? And so we just move that whole energy into the present to be able to change that pattern. Great. We're back to timelines already. Mm. So this is something, this is why divine has partnered. Oh, well, I shouldn't say divine. This is why my divine self and Michael's divine (laughs) self have chosen to be together in this moment in time, 2018 on earth. Because <laughs> we also know we're everywhere else. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so we have chosen to be friends at this time in this place because we're both playing around so drastically with timelines. Mm-hmm. And that every time we get together, we just get to dive deeper in what you're experiencing in the field, what I'm experiencing in the field. And I really find it fascinating that Every time we come together, we're having similar experiences, but you can take me deeper in my understanding and vice versa. And we just probe and can like unravel these unseen mysteries of this subconscious or or subjective world that we're both kind of playing with. So I'd love for you to paint a picture um, of when you go into the space of working with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I know I just expanded your (laughs) Yeah, that should be easy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, you know, what you're talking about, I really think it's time for a new story and it's really time for a new experience mm-hmm. and that we really, in a collective, step into um, uh, the power of who we are, paint a picture of how I work. I, that's an interesting thing. And it's so different with everybody I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I, what I find is that there's energetic disturbances. <laughs> yeah, there goes my hands again. <laughs> there's energetic disturbances that are all over in our field, whether it's in our, our physical body, our emotional body, and mental body, the higher spiritual planes, uh, past lives, other realities, other worlds, other dimensions. And I'm finding that there's this grid or matrix or network of where this is all connected mm-hmm. and where these no points where this grid crosses, these energetic patterns mm-hmm. can get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, a frequency or pattern can get stuck. And mm-hmm. so when we clear those patterns, then we have a completely different experience here mm-hmm. in this physical world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure how good that is at painting a, pa- a picture of what I do, but yeah. um, but that's part of the process. Yeah. And so um, when you go in, so this is, this is what Michael and I are playing with really in depth right now. And so... 
oh, I think this is why we wanted to come together, <laughs> just so we could have another right. session of playing in this energy in a recorded way if we need to go back to it. <laughs> um, but there's something there's something really fascinating to me because ever since I... Um, I don't know about you, but when I was first started really seeking my own uh, consciousness or my own authenticity, it was through meditation that I started discovering more of myself. And I had to do the, I had to use guided meditations from other people we would call teachers or mentors or people that kind of showed up synchronistically in my path. And I'd follow their work and listen to their meditations. And, um, and not until I broke away from other people's work and started meditations and, and guided, uh, imagery. And we're going to call this like the clairvoyance, you know, doing work behind closed eyes. Um, not until I got to that point did, um, did I start going on my own kind of uh, journeys of self-discovery and every time I would go into that that space that quiet closed eyes space and start meditating the first thing that I would do is run these cords a vertical cord through my core channel from the top of my head down out through my groin area into the earth Mm -hmm. and then another cord would run through the side of my ribs through my heart center point the apex of my heart out through the other side of the ribs and then the last cord would come in from the back of my body through that same heart convergence point and then go out through the front of my body and I always knew it was this like heaven and earth um past and future and then um and then like my my connection to how I wanted to move and experience this and then through that this entire grid would start to pop out around me and I'd see I'd it basically was like I was stepping into one of those grid piece of papers mm-hmm. but in a three-dimensional way and I could I could connect with anybody you know I could connect with your heart mm-hmm. center point on that grid I could find you there it's almost like what's his name not Magneto <laughs> the, <laughs> the other X-Men that wears the professor I, I don't know uh, what it professor whatever his name is so he goes into whatever his thing is and he puts his helmet on and he like it like a whole grid actually well it's not a grid but like all these points come mm. up and that's always what i saw when i started doing this work myself so i i've always played with this but um really not until meeting you and then having our in-depth conversations did i come to realize that what we were playing with was similar so it gave validation um and then to you and i (laughs) taking this work further you and i have tried to create a language because what we've come to understand is there's so many different methodologies words words are horrible (laughs) (laughs) words are so limiting and (laughs) You always say this every yes. time I ask you a question. It's like, I can feel it, but I don't want the word for it. Um, and so taking all of ev- all of this past stuff that's been studied and used to explain consciousness, you and I actually sat for a whole day mm-hmm. and tried to figure out what this grid was that mm-hmm. we were working within. The grid, yeah. To me, I see the grid as a golden grid. That's how it was presented mm-hmm. to me was this is a golden illuminated grid and it comes out from the heart. Um, when I shared it with one of my teachers, I said, you know, I had this experience and it's been come part of my work to work with this golden grid. He says, well, 
the Egyptians had, and if you look at the hieroglyphs, they had these men that were like pulling a string Mm. um, with two men on either side, their backs to each other, like pulling this cord between Mm -hmm. them. And he said those were the masters of the net, they call them. Mm. And these men (laughs) would actually pull the golden grid Mm -hmm. out from the single point of creation, that Mm -hmm. divine center point. Mm -hmm. Um, They were called masters of the grid. Mm -hmm. And so even back in Egyptian times, they were working with this grid and knew that that was the point of creation. And they would pull things into three dimension, into this dimension by pulling it from that creation point, that divine, that doorway beyond space and time Mm -hmm. um, here to the physical world. So interesting. You just clued me into a whole nother thing. So after I had, and this, anybody who watched Facebook live, I was talking about our causal connection and our causal body, which to me, um, causal body is what happens when we unify the first triad of our experience, which is what we come in in complete connection to our physical or emotional and our mental plane, when we can create complete clarity through all of those levels and layers that we have access to, then we basically are in uh, connection to our causal body, which is our cosmic self or that which expands all time, all space. It's what resides in that center heart point the center point it's what makes us uniquely us but also connects us and makes us everything else Mm. right just blow our mind so um in that um so i had this experience at the end of 2015 where i was i had causal body connection and i was shown all of my timelines Mm. all of my different um nodal point on this grid where I was holding different uh, lifetimes that had complete meaning for who my consciousness was here in earth that I was pulling that string mm-hmm. <laughs> through to and uh, and basically at the very end so uh, what do they say when you blow the end of a story so like <laughs> the end of the book basically because I wrote a whole book spoiler on this alert. spoiler alert thank yeah. you yeah yeah exactly so I wrote this book called 12 planets 11 bodies one soul and at the very end of that, the one thing that that all of these aspects of myself were coming in to teach me was that I um, I was having this experience to know my the total expansiveness of myself, so that I could be completely conscious to my entire my entire causal existence, cosmic existence, however you want to say it. Um, so that I could basically start, and they kept using the term birthing, mm. but what they would show me was all of these lines that I was pulling into this one conscious space of Genesee was now supposed to take that line, and I was like at the end of the grid, right? And I was supposed to birth this next new expansion of this grid through what I had gained all the wisdom and knowledge from all of those 12 parallel universes, mm-hmm. different worlds, different timelines. Yeah, I love the term that I can kind of go back to um, Abraham Hicks for a second. I love that um, term she uses of we're on the leading edge and that leading edge of creation that we're really expanding consciousness and awareness. And, you know, let's touch into what you're talking about of other dimensions and other worlds because I'm finding <laughs> in my work, I'm finding in my work that... <laughs> Some By the way, we ha- we talk for hours on this, yeah. so boil it down, Michael. <laughs> I'm really intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I find it interesting that some people have parallel realities and other people don't have parallel realities. Oh, so let's ex- okay, just take and that some- deep because somebody might be listening and being like, what? What do you even? Okay, parallel realities. Um, so, so my parallel realities as other Michaels, uh, it looks like me. It's an. Uh, uh, As if you're in a funhouse mirror. Yeah. So yeah. it's another me in a different parallel reality, different earth, basically, yeah. in a parallel reality. And I'm at different ages and different realities. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so stay with us here. Stay with us. <laughs> Keep tracking. So not everybody has parallel realities. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. And and it's not that somebody's better or more evolved or more enlightened because they have parallel realities. Yeah. What I'm finding is that it's really just for um, for quickened expansion and awareness and experience and growth. Mm-hmm. It's just a quickening, um, an expanded experience. Quickening, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that somebody's better than somebody else because no. they have parallel realities. It's just they're they're willing to take on more experiences. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the funny thing, because I've, uh, I've listened to conversations like this before, and it made me, you know, through listening to a teacher say something, well, I'll just give the exact example. A teacher once told me, um, she was mentoring a few people, and she goes, you know, you're here to pass on the the work in the human reality in the human realm and really help raise consciousness and she goes I have somebody else who's taking on my alien contracts and I went oh hell no <laughs> and I'm like uh-uh, I want to experience alien no SHIT the next year is when I had my astral out-of-body experience and I went to go visit all time all space and see and make contact which by the way people like Let's just say the whole year that followed that experience, I was in the most severe up and down spiral of my life because I had just added another level and layer to my experience that great. Now let's it's like adding another another weight onto yeah. the backpack of life, right? Well we're all I mean, we're all multidimensional beings and so So and explain that. So our soul <laughs> so our soul incarnated here on this earth, there's really like twelve dimensions of of our soul experience in this incarnation here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And different people are living in, in different dimensions, mm-hmm. third, fifth, eighth, twelfth, whatever yeah. that might be. Um, Co- coexisting. Yes. 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 So we're all so, multidimensional yeah. beings, but some people have parallel realities. Other people are incarnated in other worlds. Oh, here's another one. We love this. <laughs> I mean, I love this. Stay and, with us. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Which, okay, so another world, because this is what a lot of my experiences were. I went and visited myself in other planetary existences where I looked like a bird-headed, humanoid being. I saw myself as a, like, giant, angelic creature. I saw myself as a, a... water, if you guys all saw the shape of water, Mm. I, I almost died when I saw that advertisement for that movie came, come out. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God, somebody else has had an experience in that world that I had an experience with because it was, it was so nail on head, Mm -hmm. like that being that they captured. I was like, that was me. Like I saw that. I felt it. I can still go into that space and and remember breathing through my gills and my entire body. It was this this whole body breath experience Mm. that I will never forget. 
amazing. Yeah. I mean, for some people, this is like, <laughs> this is just too out there and too weird. And yeah, but this is what we're, we're really stepping into who we are and we're so powerful and we have so much potential and we are tapped into so much that, that a lot of people are just starting to wake up to and it can be a little odd and weird and they can have experiences they don't understand. And so I think it's important that we start talking about what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So why? <laughs> why what? <laughs> So, okay, so there's a lot of whys here. So I said why initially going, okay, well, why are we saying now a lot of people are waking up? Because my perspective is I always chuckle and I always try and convey this through the radio. I think it's so easy when you're standing on the top of the mountain when I've had causal body connection and you've had causal body connection that I can look down at everybody and say, oh, my God, you guys, this is happening. But as as you're growing through it, I guess my question here is, you know, we we always hear people who are standing at the top of the mountain saying the times now it's happening. The shift is happening. We're all transitioning. Right. And I just always laugh and I go, well, number one, there's no such thing as time. Right. And so I look at that person and I go, oh, great. You finally made it there. But that doesn't that doesn't mean everybody else is ready to claim their shift. And to me, anytime you're ready to make that claim that, you know, we're all stepping into this now, it's you are ready to step into your next multidimensional iteration of mm. Michael well, Ramsey or Genesee. You know, yeah, what I yeah. find is, is every, things are quickening. Everything is getting quicker and change is happening faster. And mm-hmm. even in healing work, it's the, the amount of modalities and the way to work is just is growing exponentially. And even what we can do now with just intention, mm-hmm. which we used to before have to use... Um, something outside of ourselves, a machine or an mm-hmm. herb or an essence or something to to find that shift we can just do through intention. Well, so this is interesting because, again, I would say I think that's your truth right now because it's so interesting and I only and I don't have words because this just became apparent to me in the work that I've been creating for people. And so have a dialogue because I have no clue sure. if what I'm saying is, you know, but um they, there's this uh, claim of the the kingdoms, right? So we've got the mineral kingdom, we have the um, plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and the human kingdom. Those four kingdoms, when reconciled, when in complete harmony and balance, when we recognize that there's no separation between those kingdoms, that basically we are all of those things, uh, that we then make the jump the shift to the fifth kingdom and if you're relating this into any esoteric cosmology that basically shows the shift of uh, a, a natural plane or a human what the human plane would be into this spiritual plane or the causal body or the it's the next shift it's a shift everybody's talking about and so it's so interesting to me that i do i still think that when you have when you have when you still see separation that uh that it is it is very helpful to create very quick shifts to play with essential oils in the plant kingdom because it helps you reconcile wisdom from that kingdom because lavender is relaxing and reduces stress and so when you can identify stress within yourself you can reach for lavender it's still separation because you're going oh this is going to heal me but it's the first step of reconciling this is me we right? just yeah i understand that and i think it's it's helpful <laughs> and supportive but i think 
We should do it with the mindset that I'm I'm using this temporarily until mm. I until mm-hmm. I learn that because if we use it as that is the solution and we build that belief structure, yeah. then we're enhancing the separation. Yeah. But if we understand, okay, this is a support until I'm learning, as I learn how to take care of this inside of myself. Love it. And yes, and I think that's what you and I get so clearly and why we've, why, I mean, your, your biggest passion and my, one of my greatest passions is to teach people how to do this themselves. Mm -hmm. Like there is no reason anybody should be suffering. None. There is no reason anybody should feel isolated. None. There's, there's no reason, right? But again, I, I went through my separation. I went through my isolation. I went through my dark night of the soul. I went through my crisis moment, mm-hmm. which I would never want those things to be taken from me. Like I, the, and I'm not, I'm not making any grand point here, but the fact that like there's this, this complete divine process and that, that's, I think that's why we choose to be human and come in with all of these quote unquote, what we see as separated kingdoms, mineral, plant, you know, animal and human that really are all the exact same thing, but we just choose to see it in a. Yeah. It's interesting because when you were talking about the kingdoms, it took me back to my childhood, to my young, when I was really young. And I don't know what my, how my experience relates to others, but that separation was was really not there for me when I was young. Mm-hmm. And so you have a great story about that about your rock. Oh, I would travel all kinds of places when I was young. I could go to certain places and play with the Native Americans. I can go to other places in the woods and I could run with the wolves and and, and it was just the veil for him was not there was no veil. He was he could go and be a part of a fabric of the forest and all of a sudden you'd just be a wolf or running with the wolves or you'd have that experience and i you know i just figured this was everybody's experience and and maybe it is and they've just forgotten Mm -hmm. i don't know Um, but it definitely was mine and so i think that that experience is it's very real Uh and is there for all of us yeah so yeah, I'm not sure exactly. The play. Where I'm going well, what that, I'm but. getting in that is this play, and so that's again what it all breaks down to. Because we, I think, when we're trying, when we're trying to figure it out, we get so mental, we get so mm. logical. This is where we start playing with other people's structures, other people's processes. This is when we're trying to figure out our own authenticity. We tend to go very mental and we like structure and organization to basically identify a process to do something. And then we figure out, yep, this process worked or no, this process didn't yeah, work. We get stuck in the pro- a lot of people get stuck in the process and, and a lot of, we end up believing our thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, and when you believe your thoughts, you suffer basically. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, but a modality is only, it has a strength and a weakness. You're in a box. In any modality, (laughs) you're in a box. And in that box has a strength and in that box has an inherent weakness. Yeah. And so until you can just embody the truth of it and move on to something else, move on to a different experience and a different experience without getting stuck in the box. I like that. I really feel like one of those those mimes in the box right now. Um, And that's, I think that's a really, really great visual but also that's something when you teach like timeline and working with these timelines right if you if you can see this grid or if when Michael and I have talked about this grid if it feels resonant to you that's one of those beautiful things is 
you know, anytime you get stuck in in any of these points on the grid or, or densities or areas where you're kind of trapped, this becomes a pattern and it almost puts you in a box around that pattern process, whatever it is, good, bad, indifferent. But it's, you get that feeling of being trapped and not knowing how to get out of it. Um, and, and for you and I think you and I, one of the things we found is um, anytime that there's a slowdown and when you're conscious of the fact that life is all about playing and being, being just connected and flowing in it. So flowing is much different than being trapped in the box. Yes. So, so when you're in that process of being fluid and you realize that you've just come up against a wall of a box for you and I, this is when we usually give each other a phone call and it's like, whoa, I just hit a wall. What's going on? And so we have this really cool immediate recognition that, whoa, I'm feeling, I'm feeling entrapment. I'm feeling a part of my own limitation coming up. And, but it's an immediate thing where so, so many people have lived within a box for so long that they feel like, their their world has these limitations. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's contrast to me because you have to have a contrasting experience to know what it feels like to be outside of the box to know when you're in the box. <laughs> and if you're <laughs> wait, 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 can you say that again? <laughs> that was so poetic. <laughs> Just lay that, let that river run through me one more time. A contrasting experience. You need to have an experience outside of the box to know when you're in the box. Oh my God. Can you make a business card with that? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Branding expert, Michael Ramsey. <laughs> and if we're always in the box, then we don't know <laughs> what it's like to be out of the box. So we didn't, we don't have any contrast to know that we're stuck in the box. So this is something I think really good. I'm sorry. Did I just cut you oh. off from a mind blowing? Oh, <laughs> so I do that a lot. Uh, so this is really good. Cause this is what, Dr. Roy and I were talking about last week is, okay, well, how does somebody then know they're in the box? Mm. I feel like this was like a movie. I feel <laughs> like I'm feeling very resonant like this was done before. Like, how do we teach the people that they're in the, the box? box? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's where experience is. You know, we were talking about this the other day is that you can learn all kinds of stuff you can read, but you have to have an experience. Mm-hmm. And it's that experience is that goes, oh, wow. Well, there is something different. Yeah. And once you taste it, ooh. <laughs> yeah, there's no going back to yeah. the box. <laughs> I mean, it's like chocolate. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> dark, sorry, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yeah. Oh, you're dead, dude. I ate, <laughs> I ate a Snickers bar last night. I've been on a mountain doing Snickers run. Uh-oh. I'm at the very end of a book I'm supposed to be doing, and this is what always happens. <laughs> My my divine energy knows yes. how to play with me. The signal, the end is near. Um, <clears throat> but that's a, you know, look at this life and what, you talk about why we're here for contrast. Interesting. To have those contrasting experiences, so we know. Oh, I'm out of alignment. I'm off. I'm out. Of, I'm off track. You know, how do I get back on track? How do I get out of the box and back into that yeah. piece? So here's the interesting thing, and I have no clue if this is going to be a good analogy or not, but this is what I'm seeing. It's like, because when you say contrast, to me, um, contrast and how you and I, or how I express it to you is it's the pendulum swing of life, right? We have, and a lot of times we, we label the pendulum swing as like swinging all the way into a, a 
a density or a negative, what we quote unquote as humans label a potential negativity, but then that swing always goes all the way back to the other side and hits a really high, high, high. And, and so these to me are the extremes. I, I don't think when you were saying contrast, but when you said contrast, that's exactly what came up to me is like for humans, you know, we're in these oscillation cycles and oscillation is defined as, um, how we're how we're moving away from center point which think about center point everybody as your most authentic divine self who you have always been through all time all space the essence of your divinity is is center point and so this pendulum swing that that is the human experience constantly is trying to get us to experience the pendulum to the left as swinging as far as it can swinging pendulum to the right and then we get it aside what feels right what keeps us centered even when we're swinging like tarzan <laughs> through life right <laughs> and so and and that to me is contrast like i would say my dark night of the soul and i had quite a few of them because i think every time we have a really big journey we have these dark nights of the soul and the to me the oscillation or what dictates how far we're moving away from center point is how quickly we get to change that reality when something swings us so far to an experience that says hey are you going to deal with this and you had one of these the other day in, in a grocery store <laughs> <laughs> and so and so and that's the one thing when i was working with the palladians uh, one of these other world things the one thing that the Palladians, their one of their biggest messages is humans were meant to experience everything. Like that is the beauty of being human is you were meant to feel extreme high highs, extreme the entire spectrum of emotionality is the gift of being human. And so no wonder we're constantly swinging to experience these things, but at some point it's not just this uh, world where everything's being dictated to us, we get to choose, hey, where is my authentic vibration right. within this and what is going to keep me centered to feeling the most like myself? And so we constantly are going to be swinging to these opposites, these extremes, until we recognize that causal body awareness, that center point, that that divinity that is uniquely us and what we want to hold. And then once we have that, then we get to choose how to birth the next level of that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we should celebrate that contrast. Yeah. Instead of causing it, instead of calling it problems or issues, yeah. complaining, arguing, just celebrate the contrast. Like, oh, that is so cool. I mean, look at this contrast in my life. Yes. Because that contrast is showing that you're off center, you're off track, you're, you're away from your authenticity. Yeah. Um, and so celebrate that and say, okay, how am I off track and how do I get back closer to my center point? Yeah. yeah. And so again, it's bringing, that, bringing me back to the box <laughs> analogy because how do we teach somebody that they're in a box? Like, hmm. Right. That's, that's through the experience and contrast, I think. Okay. So then, so keep going with that. Okay. So how do you find out if you're in a box? <laughs> I love this. Just We're going to have to give this to Jen. Knock on the side and see if it's... <laughs> are, 
our friend Jennifer Jordan. We're coming for you with this whole episode. You're going to make this into a spoof, a spoof for us, a little television spoof. Um, so, okay, because this is, I think this is a big takeaway. How do I find out if I have yet again trapped myself in one of these so, nodal boxes? <laughs> first, the most basic thing to me is how do you feel? Yeah. Are you living? Okay, because one of our doctor friends always said, like, your life should be lived at, if not like in a, a 10, you should be somewhere always that feels resonant to like what you would consider an eight, nine or a 10. Yeah. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're anxious, worried, upset, I mean, frustrated, which are sad, all out like, of center. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's the easiest thing to know if you're in a box mm-hmm. or if you're in, a, if you're in contrast, <laughs> is if you don't feel good, the contrast because your the emotions box. are a great indicator of, yeah how close to center you are so that's the easiest way mm, because this now i'm going back to our bodies our physical body our emotional body and our mental body because so many people have yet to even be able to slow down the monkey mind mm. because that's where it first hits you i mean instant awareness of ooh, work sucks, or oh, that person's not right, or oop, this relationship is off, or like we are constantly getting divine data downloads within our mental center that are telling us off-center, 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 but we have pushed that intuitive voice out so much and distrusted that mental download so much that now we're bringing it into our emotional body. So if you have not attended to it, do you believe in? Do you believe what I'm saying? Right yes. Now? <laughs> okay. I see you like doing these. Hmm. Uh, I'm processing. <laughs> processing. <laughs> I'm tabulating. Uh, and so then, if we ignore it so much as it becomes a download into our mental field that's indicating that something's off center, we start to feel into it. And this is where, ooh, something's now out of resonance in the emotional body because now we're getting more into our manifested into our physical reality. So if we ignore anxiety mm-hmm. enough in our emotional body, here we go. So, hey, you're off center, Mr. Jones, and your anxiety. And so what's Mr. Jones do? He manifests a physical heart attack. (laughs) Or has a drinker. Okay. (laughs) I I like going to extremes to prove points. (laughs) Johnny was saying last week, Johnny's like, wow, you're like going. But that's, I always do that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I digress. Um, So, yes. uh, So, Mr. Jones, then, Mr. Jones, in his box, is not listening to mental field about the anxiety. He starts having anxiety. So, Mr. Jones now comes home from work and to shut everything out. So, he stays in this box of of control and familiar. Oh, my God. Holy jeez. He has his his six nightcaps. Sure. (laughs) Extreme. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He has his whiskey sour. (laughs) I've been drinking it a long time. That was my college favorite. Was it? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to say what my friend and I used to order at the bars. Um, So I'm just not. I'm sorry. Now, we used to get redheaded sluts. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, So, whoa. The dude's took me out. We digress majorly. Back to Mr. Jones in the box. So he's going to start drinking to basically numb. I guess this was a a good thing. So Mr. Jones no longer wants to feel the emotional body. So what does he do in his his 
to basically clear his little box as he's he's drinking or so another example so somebody with anxiety what's another maybe they're a, a workoutaholic right mm-hmm. so uh stacy has so much anxiety and she doesn't know how to channel that so she goes on her treadmill for two hours when she gets home and that's how she processes through, through her anxiety instead of actually dealing so we create these patterns what i'm trying to get to sure. so anything that becomes um patterned anything that becomes a crutch anything that if we don't do it if I don't go home and run my two hours I'm going to start hating my body Mm. or if I go home and don't have that drink all I can do is think about that drink because it's it's pacifying it's helping it's band-aiding sure absolutely yeah (laughs) I'm not sure what else to say about it It's, it's the truth you know it's that's what a lot of people do to stay unaware yeah and so back to I keep trying to figure out what's that do so if we say that you're in a box so why did we initially say somebody's in a box because because uh, we were talking about modalities and, <laughs> and learning modalities but it's it's a structure it's a, so take it personally well in your you can put it in your beliefs your perceptions your beliefs which limit your experience if you want to know what you believe look at your life because your life is an exact representation of what you believe you you're not going to have an experience outside of your belief system mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah oh yeah yeah so that's the box so we'll talk that that personal box there yeah how we perceive ourselves, the world others you know there's really only three things that can happen if, to have a problem in life mm-hmm. <laughs> three things <laughs> lay it on us <laughs> one either, either you think you should be different <laughs> you think somebody else should be different mm-hmm. or you think your life should be different mm-hmm. It can only be one of those three things. Mm-hmm. Because if you accept yourself for where you are in this moment exactly and perfectly, and you accept other people where they are in this moment exactly and perfectly, and you accept your life where it is right in this moment exactly and perfectly, you can't have a problem. Then you don't have a box. Right. Because everything that is just is. And if you don't come to understand that your life is absolutely perfect exactly the way it is. Mm. Now, a lot of people are saying, like, hello, obviously, Michael, you don't know my life. But I, years ago, I went out to see this mentor out in California, and I had a list of issues in my life that I wanted to work through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my wife at the time was, had been through four or five treatment programs by that time, and mm. it was just a rough go. I was raising my daughter pretty much on my own, and mm-hmm. I had a list of all things that were wrong in my life. I sat down on the picnic table at the campground where we were meeting for this week, and mm-hmm. he looked at me and goes, he said, your life is absolutely perfect. <laughs> That's the first thing I want to tell you. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun week. <laughs> because it, this was this was many, many years ago, but it really stayed with me. But what he said next was, if you don't like this perfection, then create another perfection. Mm. But it can't be anything but perfect. Mm-hmm. So your life is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like this perfection, create another one. Mm-hmm. Because it's exactly what we've created. Mm-hmm. So our beliefs and our perceptions are a big part of that box. I mean, I was just working with a client over the past couple of weeks, and she's had asthma issues, sinus issues, and we're, we're centering all of these energetic disturbances, all these things that are holding that in place for her, but she's still creating the symptoms. Yeah. We're shifting the patterns, and she's still creating the symptoms. Yeah. And so I went through the process of discerning, so what is holding this in place? Mm-hmm. Is this... 
environmental issues? Is this beliefs? Is this uh, energetic disturbances, core disturbances that we're not finding? I'm, I'm looking for all the different ways. And I'm like, is this our soul's journey? Mm. You know, and, and I went through all these different aspects of what could be holding this in place. And it's her soul's journey. Mm-hmm. And it was her soul's journey to take her back to her power. Mm-hmm. And so her symptoms are going to stay there until she learns to stop looking outside of herself. Yes. And accepts that she is powerful yes. not to call Michael because Michael is or the other healers that she's worked with yeah. but she's powerful yeah. now it's not that everybody's illness is because it's their, because of that some people have environmental issues or emotional stuff mm-hmm. or, or you know they have toxins in their body that's created something or they mm-hmm. got a, an infection in their tooth that's blocking the meridian and mm-hmm. they had a root canal that's causing cancer in that yeah. meridian area I mean there's so many different reasons but her reason was that her journey to learn that she's powerful yeah and i believe and i believe that i i think back to everything's perfect i think it anything we manifest it is the underlying would be yes it's a part of our soul's journey but sometimes that's the only thing there where other times i believe it is extremely beneficial to seek a healer or something outside of you because sometimes you just need to see the magic happen in front of you you know and it's not a i'm not i'm just validating all of it right that you know if everything's in divine perfection yeah all of this is anything you are co-creating in your life is your soul journey Right. I, <laughs> I see the different. I understand what you're saying and I agree with that, but there's different layers of this. Yes. And there's different layers that hold the pattern in place. Mm, beautiful. And, and yeah. some of the patterns that people are having physical symptoms or illness or disease, some of the patterns are, are on uh, it more won't, surface layers. Yeah, it won't change until this one is like root. She's got to make a change. Nothing outside right. of her can actually unlock this energetic right. pattern. For good. Some people just need to get off the, the, the detrimental earth grids they're sleeping on. They got about five earth grids crossing their bed that's causing something in Jeez, their body. Jeez, Michael, so. we only have 15 <laughs> minutes. Now you're going to have to tell people a little. I can't leave them hanging like this. This is like one of my favorite things. That's why I'm making him go into it. <laughs> um, all right. So my, uh, my point first was that basically sometimes it's an, an, it's a different layer environmental something or emotional mm-hmm. that can be cleared mm-hmm. that's not as deep as it no this is uh, you this will not clear until you take your power mm-hmm. back sometimes it will other things will uh, okay so earth grids well so let's go to real quick for the other just another layer of that so michael comes in clears the grids of the house <laughs> or the earth grids so that the house isn't pulling in vertical negative green am yeah, i correct that's one of them boop, yes. boop. okay oh. <laughs> these density things right that can create environmental uh, issues for you so that can be cleared and then that that level and layer of toxicity that was creating an experience for a whole family now shifts now the next (laughs) their next contrast gets to come in right and maybe because that was shifted in such a unique way now they're empowered in a to look at things outside of that box sure their beliefs and perceptions shift because like they had an experience right back yeah i didn't think about there's earth grids here and you could change that and 
And I just had an experience, and you can come in here with geometric shapes and, and, and shift just all that. Change and that. and now my daughter's not throwing up every Tuesday right. at 4 p.m. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> random. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, so the earth grids are easy to adjust, but I mean, we talk about the mental, emotional bodies, is that, you know, all of the, our thoughts and our emotions are actually being carried by these grids of energy around the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually being influenced by everybody's thoughts and emotions. Now, can we can we work with that? Is that something to worry about? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you can, too, shift your perception. Mm-hmm. I don't. Sure. Yeah. So you can also shift beyond the human collective that is entangling yeah, <laughs> within these earth grids. You, yeah. If your energy level, if your consciousness and energy level is How big your place, box is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your energy level and consciousness is a place uh, that you can rise above that influence, absolutely. It's like the smog in L.A. When landing your plane <laughs> in L.A., you legit go through. When I lived there, it was like however many feet. Now I feel like it's like a few stories of a building that yeah. you like down. I don't go to LA. You don't. <laughs> I know, right? It's yes. Mm-hmm. It's a story for another day. But yeah. Anyways, uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Again, if we just spiral. So Earth grids. Just give a little bit about because we've had we we you and I got to take a trip with some people and we did a really fun, amazing, um, just little trip where we gosh worked and played with the earth grids and did this whole I I can't even I'm just going to put this in an energetic bubble and send it all out to you that's what we did okay so so earth grids we were playing in front of this house that we rented in serp on uh, around serpents mound in uh, southern ohio which serpents mound is an fg that's really phenomenal if you've never heard of it just google it real real quick it's pretty phenomenal an fg F, F, effigy? Oh, effigy. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I did I say it too, Cliff? <laughs> Cliff? Good, gotcha. <laughs> oh, jeez. My language is going. It must be 10 minutes to close. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's... So, yeah. So, the earth grids. Um, so, it's like the meridians of the body. There's energy channels that run all over the earth. They run in very specific grids in very specific directions. Um, they also, these grids that flow in the energy carry a lot of the electromagnetic radiation that we're creating in the environment with all the radio signals and cell towers and everything else. And they also carry the mental and emotional um, thoughts and energy of, of all the people. Um, so the, most earth grids these days, especially where there are strong crossings, them can be detrimental to humans, especially if they carry that vertical negative green frequency. Um, but the great thing is, is that they can easily, easily be transmuted. Mm-hmm. So you can easily change that to be a now a beneficial, mm-hmm. centering divine vibration mm-hmm. instead of a detrimental vibration, mm-hmm. and it's easy. Um, so, and it's a very powerful experience to take a group of, of Earth grids that are crossing in a certain area, mm-hmm. bring them into center point, into that gold divine vibration, mm-hmm. and feel that shift in the energy. Very empowering. Let's, I, <laughs> I, because I believe anything can be done through the power and will and intention of a human. Mm-hmm. And so when you see everything change, I think you just visually described it for us. When the earth grids are shifted around a house or a piece of property, and and we discovered in Serpent's Mound that, that we could only work on the piece of property that we were renting, because you tried to go across the the stream and 
was not able to affect the grid past that point, and we had come to the conclusion that it was owned by somebody else. Yeah, well, he had a no trespassing sign there, right <laughs> so on the other side very... of the stream in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and so I believe this man was holding a very strong intention of this is my property, this is my boundary. Yeah. And so you the, will not affect anything here. Yeah, so the earth grids <laughs> that we worked on, I mean, I uh, only carried to that stream yeah. or to that sign basically um, to his property line. Because he had established such a strong intention, mm-hmm. not only internally, subjectively, but then physically, objectively with a no trespassing sign, right? right? This guy had legit like gridded his property energetically. Yeah. And so we could not shift it for him. But I think people, if we want to give everybody who's like, oh my God, what if I've got vertical negative green running through my entire house? I feel like if we could give them a visualization right now and maybe an affirmation that they worked with Mm. AM and PM, if it's visualizing that golden grid and holding space for your property. Well, the golden grid's amazing. I, you know, I've used it in homes. I've had Hallelujah. people call me to... Uh, <laughs> I've worked with police stations uh, of laying the golden grid because you find a lot of detrimental energy around police stations. Um, so, But you can do it in your cell phone. So this is kind of fun. So let's take it a little something easier than, than gridding your whole house at this time. But so. if you're feeling impassioned to, use that energy. So sure. we'll start yeah. with our cell phones. So if you take the... Intention. My dad's saying let's do it at his lake house. Just <laughs> He's trying to get you there so bad. <laughs> Papa, we hear you. Okay, so everybody take your cell phone. Are All we right. touching it or are we not touching no, it? No, you don't need to touch it. But you just want to have a very strong intention that just saying, just trust the words of Golden Grid and understand that all that you need to know the intention is in those words, the golden grid. Okay. And I just say, I want with your intention, set a strong intention. I'm going to set the golden grid into the inside of my phone. I'm going to cover the whole inside of my phone with a golden grid of energy. Here's one of the key things you need to anchor this golden grid into the phone. So I want you to see the golden grid anchor into the four corners of your Mm. cell phone so that this can be permanent. Okay. So just with your intention, with your mind's eye, see the golden grid inside of your phone, anchor it to the four corners of the cell phone, and just know that this will be there permanently. I've done this over and over again with people, and it takes away the electromagnetic radiation from the phone. So if I would take a pendulum and I would take your personal wavelength or your personal frequency and test what that was and see how strong your energy was, and then I'd say, hold your cell phone and see how your energy was, it would automatically weaken, and before you do the golden grid, it would automatically weaken your energy. But after you do the golden grid and properly install it and anchor it to the four corners, it no longer weakens your energy. And so through the intention that anything you are using this golden grid, it can strengthen you, too, Mm -hmm. if you add that level of knowing that everything in your space can strengthen you, right? Yeah, take the water. Take the water you're going to drink for the day. Put it in a jug or a glass container and take the golden grid and make it into like a net and hold that golden grid. Imagine holding that golden grid in your hands and run that golden grid up through the water and mm. back down through the water and then make the grid a little bit smaller like a mesh, like you're doing a filter smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. Make it a little bit smaller and just run that golden grid through the water up and down and make mm. a little bit smaller grid and up and through your phone. And you'll be, literally be taking... Um, and changing the frequency of the water. So I used to do this with my kids before I'm like being pulled back to a very early conscious place of myself with my, my young babies. I remember 
being shown as if I was mama bear holding uh, holding like fishing nets out in my left hand and my right hand and my two little toddlers I'd like almost like I caught a big old bass fish or right, something right. and I'd put them in these golden nets <laughs> and I'd put the top around it and I'm like they're mine nobody can do like <laughs> strengthen this <laughs> I mean we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> it was all through good and loving intention <laughs> nothing more than that just like I think uh, one was in daycare and like getting sick a lot so right. I do this what is that outside I don't know. man the golden grid is upon <laughs> us it's it's coming for us <laughs> well so Michael tell people how they can find you because we're to the to the awa uh, the best place to reach me if you want to reach me is through my cell phone 216-389-1804 yes yes so call me text me uh, if you want to email me it's mike ramsey at att.net old school email old school yeah just my name no numbers or anything look at that i've had it for years oh gee oh gee <laughs> i'm like worried about that with kids nowadays i'm like man they're gonna have to have like 12 a barcode right. after their name in the email <laughs> oh goodness so i love what you've told people start with the grid start with something small um, and then love the contrast, love the contrast and know that everything that's happening around you in the environment is there because it's in divine order to basically what you're, who you are. Right. And so, like you said, if you don't like the environment, mm-hmm. align to something. Yeah. So if you don't like this perfection, create another perfection. And so through visualization, through, golden gritting things through what intention however you want to do it yeah yeah okay tell them about you again one more time (laughs) do you even have a facebook uh yeah facebook i'm geez how to find it he's probably are you friends with me i am friends with you are you i don't go on facebook either (laughs) except for every friday before i have to live whatever this thing yeah so um my website's in process, so I don't have that yet. But good luck, guys. Again, just good Mike, luck. Just Michael Ramsey, two and six, three eight nine, eighteen oh four. Beautiful, and I have a feeling. Uh, so we're doing um, <clears throat> the woman I mentioned earlier, Jen Jordan, and I are doing mm-hmm. retreats coming up, and no doubt Michael be with us uh, in one or many of those teaching um, and playing. (laughs) So, yeah, June is our first one in Mount Shasta. And uh, Flowing Waters is where we're going to be having it. It's this natural mineral spring that is so high content mineral. And they have this phenomenal, like, big sauna that they stoke with a real fireplace. Hmm. And so you do these freezing cold plunges because Mount Shasta is this amazing mountain town, right? And so it's very cold spring water and then you just keep doing the the Turkish plunge they call it hot and cold hot and cold I mean that's going to be like one component that's not even (laughs) amazing people but that's like a spa girl (laughs) so that's what I that's what I look forward to well thank you everybody Michael I am so blessed to have you as a friend and and I hope our our causal collective I hope my monad and your monad get a play together (laughs) 
<laughs> in this real in this fifth kingdom for I'm a in. very long time because oh my goodness the yin to my yang i love it well thank you everybody again for another week i hope you go golden grid quite yes. a few things and, and have it touch my golden grid i'm fully accepting i have no no, no trespassing signs up so if you want to anchor in i'm always a willing a uh, connection point so with so much light and love have a beautiful weekend goodbye everybody <laughs>